Welcome to Sprouts, radio from the grassroots, a weekly program that showcases radio production by independent community media. We bring local stories to a national audience, produced at a different location every week. I'm Joseph McGuire for Radio Theater Project in Mount Vernon, Washington. Today on Sprouts, we have a radio play about a couple of homeless angels in the 1920s. Winter is coming, and one of them is looking for a place to stay that doesn't cost anything. Here's the Cop in the Anthem from the Radio Theater Project. Got a late tip from a cabbie, one I know down on Broadway, about a friend of mine, a fella by the name of Madison Square Soapy, that a con game he's putting into play tonight. Soapy lives down on Madison Square, sleeps night on a bench down there. Well, tip was Soapy's going to play a short con. Some scam to cover his winter needs. So, uh, I'm broke, flat broke, like usual. So I'm footing it over to see Soapy, thinking uh, maybe I could learn a new trick or two by peeking in on his scam. He's a smart guy, that Soapy is. When I get to Madison Square, there's Soapy sitting up on a seat on his bench. Hey, Soapy, how you doing, brother? What? Why, why it's you, Pinky McGuire. How nice to see you. How are you this fine autumn evening, my friend? I'm good, I'm good. Just trying to figure out how to score some jing, you know, maybe get a meal or two, and a nice warm bed to boot. Hey, any great ideas coming to you about a lot? Oh, lots of ideas, lots of them. Thank you, like, for instance, the change of seasons. Did you hear the wild geese honk as they flew over this morning? I saw several women without good coats growing affectionate to their husbands as they walked down the street. Well, what would cause such odd behavior in both man and mammal? Uh, I don't know. I give up. What? So that we know winter is at hand, my good fellow. Brr. That's Jack Frost's calling card right there. A fair warning to us of his annual visit. Brr. Ah, geez, Soapy. I'm sorry to hear that. That sounds cold. Oh, I have a plan. Yeah, yeah, I bet you do. Go on. First off, Understand my ambitions include no Mediterranean cruises or Paris nightscapes. No, no, Pinky. Three months on the island is what my soul craves. Three months of assured rest, board, and bed, and congenial company. Safe from all the chill and frost and all the street cops. Till the streets warm up again. Wow, that sounds nice. No cops, you say? And a kept man. What island you talking about, Soap? I speak of Blackwell's Island, of course. You mean like the island out on the East River with all the prisoners stay? Uh, the Blackwell Penitentiary, that's Blackwell's Island. Oh no, Pinky, you completely misunderstand. I wouldn't go to a prison. You know that, heaven forbid. The south tip of Blackwell Island sports a simple jail, a mere detention center for short-timers, well-managed and civil and warm. Sophie, you ain't making any sense here. What are you trying to say? It means I'm weary of another round this winter of endless institutions and municipal handouts. Better to be a guest of the law, resident to a friendly jailer where if you follow the rules and don't meddle, the bulls pretty much leave a gentleman to his private affairs. So, tell me, Soapy, how are you gonna do this? Have you thought about it? Uh, what's the first step? Well, first I'll have to get in. Get in what, Soapy? A restaurant, Mr. Pinky. Now correct me if I'm wrong. Here, stop for a moment. Be honest with me, please. Look at me, my appearance. Do I look presentable enough to get a table at a good restaurant? Jeez, uh, I don't know. 
I have confidence from the lowest button of this vest upward. I'm well shaven, as you can see. Yeah, well, uh, your mustache looks like a dog's tail. Uh, it might need a trim, but uh, your coat is decent and uh, jet black, so uh, stains are hidden. And I have this matching black cravat, a ready-tied foreign hand. It was presented to me a short week or so ago by a lady missionary on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, that's nice, and uh, it does cover up the thinning cloth uh, that shirt you're wearing, don't you think? Yes, and I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Mr. McGuire, but if I could just reach a table inside a good restaurant and get myself seated, my success may be realized. What do you mean your success would be realized? What's that about? Uh, let me enlighten you, Pinky. There are many easy ways to become a short-timer on the island, but those can get dicey. The safest and pleasantest choice is to dine luxuriously at some expensive restaurant, and then, after declaring insolvency, be handed over quietly and without fanfare to an officer of the law. Hmm, uh, not really feeling it there, soapy boy. Let me help you then. Imagine this. Roast mallard duck with all the trimmings, walnut dressing, glazed carrots, garlic roasted new potatoes, fresh baked yeast rolls with a bottle of Chablis, and some camembert cheese, a demitasse, and a Cuban cigar maybe. Oh, you're making me very hungry. Anyway, the total would not be so high as to call forth any severe revenge from the cafe management, and yet the meat and vegetables would leave my tummy filled and happy for the journey to my new winter refuge address, Blackwell's Island, East River. Uh, where exactly are you thinking of pulling this scam, Soapy? Ha, 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 ha. What's so funny, Soap? We're here, right now. What? What do you mean? Look across the street behind you, my friend. And two buildings to the right, where Broadway intersects, and see a glittering restaurant there. La Bon Appetite. Here goes nothing. Time to put my plan into play. Now, Soapy's a determined guy, and as I like to say, he's smart, too. And uh, while I like the idea of having a fine meal, something about watching Soapy saunter over a ten-star restaurant just don't seem right. Being around all those stuffed shirt types and all, and sure enough, even before old Soap sets foot inside the restaurant door, the head waiter eyes Soapy's frayed trousers. Deliveries are made through the abac entrance. Please exit the lobby immediately. Excuse me, but I am here to be seated at a table. See to it, please. What? Never. You, you, boss boy, come here. Wait, wait. Get some help now and exit this man from the premises. The side door. Immediately. I watch from across the street as strong and ready hands turn poor Soapy round to the sidewalk and tossed his carcass hard into a pile of garbage. I hate when that happens. That really stinks. Soapy took it, though. Pulls himself up, wipes the banana peels and some used coffee grounds off his sleeves and waves me a goodbye, because I'm still over here across the street watching. While Soapy, he's heading up, up, off Broadway. Hey, Soapy! Where you going? Uh, uh, well, seems my route to the island may not be an Epicurean one. More's the pity. Wish me luck, Pinky. I go to discover a second means to find my winter retreat. I do. And scamper away he did. But I wasn't going to lose him. Staying close enough to see him didn't take long for old Soap to find some action. 
Just a couple of blocks down at the corner of 6th Avenue, some bright neon lights and a few cunningly displayed shopping wares behind a large plate of glass made a shop window very conspicuous to old Soapy's eyes. Who broke that window? Hey you, mister, with the holy pants, what happened here? Excuse me, officer, I didn't catch your name. You can call me by my first name, sir. Now tell me what happened. Well, can't you guess that I had something to do with it? Ah, don't be stupid. Window smashers don't wait around for the law. Hey, you there, blue sports coat, back of the crowd, stand it ready by police order. Hey, clear the path. Hey, you, come back here. Wait, wait, officer, please. Sir, wait, I did it. I confess, come back. Poor Soapy. Disappointment splashes all over his face, now twice unsuccessful in his attempts to get arrested. I watch him turn and head further up Broadway, somewhat forlorn. That's when I noticed. Soapy was picking up his step, so I follows him. Then in only a few blocks he stops, twists a quick gaze, cross the avenue, and he mainlines a dive into the traffic across the pavement. And once I looked to see what was there, to make Soapy risk his life like that, it was all clear to me. Like I always say, Soapy's a smart guy. Sign above the place, Soapy's beeline, and it says, Buffet Cuisine Deluxe. Now it all makes sense to me. It was a restaurant of no great pretensions, this one. I crossed the street myself. Peeking in the window, I can hear and see everything there. Sorry about that. Uh, how many in your party, sir? Uh, oh, only one gentleman tonight, thank you. And uh, may I be seated post-haste, please? I'm in a bit of a hurry tonight. I have somewhere I'd like to be by midnight. Sure, sure. Step this way. I have a table right here for you. Here's some silverware for you, and I'll get right back with a menu and some coffee. No need for a menu. A steak with all the trimmings, please. And a grand dessert. Ask your chef to amaze me, please. Excellent choices, Wall. I'll be right back with some fresh rolls and a salad, sir. While there at the table he sat, and I at the windows had to watch old Soapy consume a whole two-pound beefsteak with a Caesar salad and a baked potato, then a large order of flapjacks with butter and maple syrup, and finally, four fresh glazed yeast donuts, ah, a big slice of warm apple pie with vanilla ice cream aside, and cup after cup after cup of hot java. It was misery of the worst kind. On the other hand, I also remember the garbage can trashing Soapy got at the last restaurant. That wasn't pretty. Might be a lot harder beat down this time from the likes of a place like this. Your check, sir. My good man, you performed admirably, and the meal was exquisite, very tasty. Thank you so very much. And now, sir, I must admit a thing to you as a man of character, something about my portrayal of your trust. Excuse me, sir, I don't understand. I'm saying, sir, that at this time, I haven't the minutest coin or any denomination of folding cash whatsoever. Now, I'm sorry about all this, but I think it's time you go and call a cop to handle this matter. And don't keep a good customer waiting, please. Oh, no, no, no cops for you, Mr. Good Customer. Hey, Guido, I need you over here right now. Right there, Papa. And now you will get a cherry on top for your dessert, you lion con man. A red cherry knows for your troubles when we get through with you. Uh, what up? Time to dig out the trash, son. The hard way. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's like that, is it? Uh, hey, see hey, here. Hey, Where's uh, holding me? Uh, get out of here, you bum. 
Hey, buddy, you all right? You need some help here. Pinky, my rescuer. I don't know about that, Soapy. You ain't looking so good right now. What with that fracture those hoodies just put down on you. Oh, nonsense, nonsense. After the meal I just had, I think I could take on the world, Pinky. Ah, ah, I bet you could after all that food. Hey, Soapy, since you're feeling okay and stuff, uh, if you're uh, up to it, how about trying a little idea I've been thinking up as I've been watching you? Something that uh, might help you get you uh, into a light sentence. What do you say? Sure. What do you have in mind, Mr. McGuire? This is good, Soapy. Really. Listen up. Let me tell you about how we can do this, and I know just the place where it's... What did I tell you, huh? Is this place perfect or what? Yes, Pinky. I believe you have something here. This time, the opportunity presented is what I may fatuously term as a cinch. An easy mark, if you will. Yeah, well, let's not mess this up. We may only get one chance at it. You see that gal a few doors down? The cute one in the tight coat, looking in the window. Um, oh yes, I see her. The young brunette of modest and yet pleasing appearance. The one standing before the showcase window with some sprightly interest, I might add, at the display items there. But do you see the cop four more doorways down from the window? The rather large policeman with the billy club? You see that? Oh yes, perfect, Pinky. Kudos. Thank you very much. This is a very good idea, and I believe I'm ready to play my part now. Let me outline it with you again one more time, please, just to make sure I got it right. Oh, jeez. All right, go ahead. First, I assume the role of the despicable and execrated masher, to use some modern parlance. She, the young brunette, becomes the refined and elegant victim, right? Yeah, right. But you loudly harass, okay, so the cops will hear you, right? Oh, yes, certainly. Whilst the courageous and conscientious cop does his duty as he protects the maiden from harm, and I, the callous interloper, feels the pinch of the handcuffs, and I'm soon before the judge for sentencing, whereby within an hour or so of this very moment, if things go well, I will be ensconced safely inside my official winter headquarters, Blackwell's Island. How long do you say such a criminal charge might be, Pinky? Well, the way I heard it, since it's a misdemeanor, it's a 75 to 90 day sentence uh, for a public nuisance charge like that. You are certain of that? I don't wish to risk any chance to overdo a short sentence. Oh, I'm real sure about it, Soapy. As sure as if I'd lived it all myself, believe me. And I do believe you, my good fellow. Okay, then. Let's do it. And you will be viewing from across the street, right? Yeah. In uh, case anything goes wrong and you don't get pinched by the law, we can come up with a new angle to try uh, after. No problem. Right. I'm off. Good luck, Soapy. Ta-ta, Mr. McGuire. You're listening to Sprouts, Radio from the Grassroots, a weekly program bringing you local radio productions of national interests. Now we return to Cop in the Anthem, a radio drama. Uh, oh, good evening, young lady. Huh? Yeah. Oh, the feeling's mutual, I'm sure. I couldn't help but notice you lavishing some mighty attention upon the mugs that reside the other side of that window. Huh? I'm sorry, who are you again? Just an interested party who happened to notice an attractive lady. So I started thinking to myself... Oh no, look mister, you got the wrong idea here. This ain't no good time for me to, uh, uh, never mind. Whoa, please, wait a moment miss, no need for fright. I only feign this brazenly impudent demeanor of a masher. I am truly a gentleman at heart, you are quite safe. And see the policeman standing just there? His presence assures your safety. Yeah, I see him all right. 
and any minute he's going to be coming over here to, uh, uh, look, get out of here, will ya? That's right, miss. He will step right over here and... Hey, wait, please. I'm trying to explain. Not now. Just leave me be. Ah, finally. Excuse me, miss and sir. Sorry for barging in like this. But I'm just checking to see if everything is okay with you folks this chilly night. Oh, yes, sir. Just fine. Thanks for checking, really. Just doing a little window shopping. Oh, wait a minute. What? Are you sure, miss? Wouldn't you like to lodge a complaint of some type with this officer here? Be honest now. Yes, I'm really sure. Everything is fine. Thank you, officer. You are too kind. No problem, miss. So it's time for me to wish a good night to the both of you good folks. And I'll be leaving you alone now and enjoy the rest of your shopping. Goodbye now. Yes, sir. Good night. Wait, wait, officer. Please, sir, wait a minute. Have a great rest of the evening to you two. Keep warm and be safe now. Whew. That was close. What are you talking about? He was supposed to pinch me. What? Look, mister, I don't know what you're talking about. But that cop is bad news for my business. Huh? What business are you in? Well, cough up some hard cash and give me 15 minutes with you. You'll know exactly what I can do for you, Mr. Sweet Talker. Just what are you suggesting? Depends on how much you got. Soapy, hey, Soapy. What happened, man? I saw the copper, man. It's, it's not too late to get this done. What's going on here? Who the heck is this? Oh, that's my friend Pinky. Pinky, please meet Miss Lady of the Night. I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name, miss? Oh, jeez. Forget about it. Hey, that policeman's still looking. You could still pull this off. All she's got to do is beckon a finger to the cop, and Soapy, you're practically en route to your island. Come on, man. You think so, Pink? Yeah, I do. But time's slipping away. You got to get into some action here, man. You two trying to get me pinched? I'm out of here. Ah, Pinky, there she goes. Miss, come back, please. Oh, not again. Jeez. Hey, look, the cop's just up there. He can still see us and hear us. Hey, make some noise. Soapy, like, uh, you sauced up drunk. Quick, get loud. Maybe that'll get you arrested. Inspired, Pinky. A drunk and disorderly charge. That should measure a good couple of months incarceration. Come on, hurry. I'm heading back across the street. Yeah, time for a win. Okay. March, march on down the field, fighting for a lie. Break through the crimson line, their strength to defy. We'll give a long cheer for Eli's men. We're here to win again, Harvard's team might fight to the end. But yeah, we'll win, win, win. Uh, no! Hey, mister, don't do that. I cannot believe you do this. I just cannot believe it. You're a Yale fan too, as am I. Arr! Give him a scream for me, too, as we give a hard punch in the nose to the fellows this afternoon. Didn't we? A big goose egg for them, eh? A little noise is no harm, sir. Enjoy your night and your winter's celebration. Keep warm with compliments from the New York City Police Department. Oh, Pinky. I think I'm through. Phoenix. I couldn't believe it. What I just seen with my own eyeballs. It was like uh, that cop was under a magic spell, a magnetic command, uh, some sort of never arrest you, Soapy. It was amazing. Oh, Pinky, it's a dreadful, dreadful enchantment you speak of, enough to render me immune to arrest 
and force me to be a dupe in my own play. Yeah, what are you talking about? The magic spell, Pinky. It's real, in my mind. I already imagined myself arrested and in the slammer by now under the feel of a warm, cozy station house. A cotton three hots, as they say. Now, my quest to reach that famed island retreat has rendered me an unattainable Arcadia. Come on, Soapy. Whatever that means, it ain't that bad, is it? We still got a lot of cons to try before giving up on this scam, don't you think? No, I don't, Pinky. For the better part of this day, I muttered against lawmen because I wanted to fall into their official clutches. Yet they regard me as an untouchable who can do no wrong. Which is it? Or does it matter when you're under a spell? Sure it matters. Yes. I'm not sure anymore, Pink. And I believe it may be time for me to set a course to face back down toward Madison Square again. Seems the homing instinct survives strong, even when the home is a mere park bench and some wads of newsprint. I'd sure like to know if I have some kind of home right about now, anyway. Brr. Best be on my way. It's getting much colder. Care to take the quieter back streets with me, Pinky? Do you mind? Yeah, if that's what you want, Soap. I guess maybe we can get started, huh? I want to thank you, Pinky. What? I didn't do nothing. Sure you did. You performed an amazing task. What was that? You have managed to keep your glorious yap shut for the last 20 blocks. And I appreciate that, Pinky. Thank you. Yeah, well, it was nothing, believe me. Still, it has given me the time I need to ponder about the odd circumstances met here tonight. It's a strange conjunction of thought here that has hit me hard, Pinky, and created a receptive state of mind where there was once a fugue state. What are you talking about, Soapy? I'm discussing all the fruitless influences I've allowed to assail me these past many years here on the street. The swift horror and the pit into which I've tumbled, Pinky. I speak of these, my degraded ways, unworthy desires, dead hopes, base motives, the ones that make up my existence these last too many years. The same ones that will put me in my grave, if not by cold, then by horror, maybe. If I don't change my ways... Hey, hey, hey. Don't be so morbid, Soapy. Things will be okay. You watch and see. They always work out for guys like you and me. Because we're the homeless angels, you know that. <laughs> homeless angels. I like that. Well, that's between you and me. It's okay if we know the truth. But don't let the scuttlebutt get out to the streets, okay? What is that pleasant sound ahead? Oh, that's the Methodist church up there on the corner. They're giving it a good old painting inside and out. Got it all blocked off. Got some kind of music guy in there working uh, the organ up for the Sabbath's Anthem Festival coming up here in a couple of weeks. They make him work all nights so he can hear the organ. The workers got too much noise in the day. Sounds beautiful now. Yeah, I suppose if you like that kind of hustle, I wouldn't do it. What, the music? No, working there. They lock him up at night. See the high iron fence goes round it? Yeah, I certainly do. It looks formidable. Yeah, well it is. I know from personal experience, and they got a lock and chain on the gate entrance too at night. He can get out if there's a fire, but otherwise they're locking guys like me out, so he can work. That's because he's doing good work, Pinky. What do you mean by that? I mean good work, not just labor. Do we have good work inside us, Pink? Do we? Right now, this moment, inside my heart, I feel I do. I'm working a major thrill right this moment, brought on by all tonight's events. A novel mood for me, I must say. An instantaneous and strong impulse moving me to battle my desperate fates, to change myself, right now. It's this magic, as you call it. Its enchantments have taken a hold of me. 
I don't know about that kind of stuff, so I leave it to the priests and the witches. Seems strong magic to pull me out of the mire. Maybe, maybe even strong enough to make a responsible man of me again. Help me conquer a slothful evil that's crawled inside my belly. Yeah, you're talking crazy, man. Come on, stop that. You're scaring me. Apologies if I cannot accommodate your stop that request, Mr. McGuire. There isn't time aplenty, I fear. But there may be time enough, I hope, if I get started now. That's what I've pondered, Pinky. I am comparatively young yet, and I believe I can resurrect that old and eager ambition that once held me aloft in days past. Ah, those solemn but sweet organ notes have set up a revolution inside me tonight, Pinky. Obviously something's uh, revolting's going sour with you. I'm just not sure what it is yet, uh, or if it needs any kind of medications. As we know for sure, it ain't uh, malnutrition. Say what, Pinky? Oh, nothing. Fascinating architecture. What, the church? Yeah, it looks like Roman Catholic for a Methodist congregation. Uh, yeah, well, uh, they keep it very secure around here, that's a fact. Look, Soapy, we got another 20 blocks to go yet, and I ain't had a cigarette or a uh, rest in hours. How about uh, we listen to the pretty music for a while as I step across the street for a smoke? Why across the street? Can't we stand here? Oh, oh sure, as much as you want, no worries. But if I light this cigarette too close to those uh, paint thinner cans, they got piled up there by the gate, uh, well, kaboom! If uh, you know what I'm saying. You got your thinking cap on tonight, Pinky. Thanks. Well, I feel like somebody capped me anyway, that's for sure. It's decided, then. What'd you just say? Tomorrow, Mr. McGuire, I shall present myself down to the business district offices, where, on my word, I shall find work by end of day. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on there, Soapy, you're talking crazy again. Come on. Come on, man. Nobody needs to be talking about getting no job nowhere. A fur importer recently offered me a place as driver. I know his office. I'm sure I can find him tomorrow and inquire about the position. You're scaring me, Soap. Come on, man. Pull yourself together. Think about what you're saying. That's just it, Pinky. Finally, I am thinking again. And I think I have in mind a great plan to generate the exact future I would like for myself. You believe me, don't you, Pinky? No worries, I believe you, Soap. Uh, you're the smartest guy I know anywhere. But right now, I gotta get a little bladder relief. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, excuse me for a moment as I find a nearby shadow and do a little uh, personal business over here in the bushes. Ta-ta, my good man. I await your return here to the gate as I enjoy the sweet refrains that fall through the chilled air from the fingers of Jan organist. What a beautiful sequence of notes. Is that Handel? Pinky, is that you? I've never been called Pinky before, mister. I don't like the sound of that all that much. My name's Officer Mac to you. Hey, get that flashlight out of my face. Shut up, you vagrant. Can't you read this sign? It's plain as the nose on your face. What sign? It's dark. I can't read anything. This sign, see? There, see it? It says, No Trespassing by Order of the NYPD. Oh, please, officer, is this necessary? Just this evening, I turned over- Shut up, I tell you! Up against the fence! You ain't getting out of this, you crummy bum! It's gonna be a long 90 days of incarceration for you to think about this, pal. Get used to it. No, no, wait a minute. This isn't supposed to happen. Shut up and put these cuffs on fast before I bring you a good one. By the time I saw what was happening to Soapy, there was nothing I could do. He was cuffed and being walked away by a very big officer of the law. 
but I didn't feel bad for him. Though, as you might think, you see, uh, Madison Square Soapy is a smart man, smarter than most. And as I thought about these things on my long hike back to watch over Soapy's abandoned park bench till his return, I began to think up some conclusions, too. That maybe he meant things to happen just exactly the way they turned out. Smart-like, because that's the way Soapy is. Smart. That's it for Sprouts. You've been listening to The Cop in the Anthem, based on a story by O. Henry. Our contributors this week were Radio Theater Project in Mount Vernon, Washington. Production assistance came from Joseph McGuire at Radio Theater Project. The Sprouts theme music is Torpedoes on Tuesday by Poison Control Center. Sprouts is a weekly program produced in collaboration with community radio stations and independent producers across the country. The program is coordinated and distributed by Pacifica Radio. Thanks to Brian David at Satellite Operations. If you or someone at your station has a radio production that you wish to showcase nationally on Sprouts, contact our air traffic controller, Ursula Rudenberg, at U-R-S-U-L-A at Pacifica.org. That's U-R-S-U-L-A at Pacifica.org. I'm Joseph McGuire in Mount Vernon, Washington. Thank you for listening, and see you next week on Sprouts. Sprouts.